Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electric Wholesaling Magazine, and welcome to one of our inaugural podcasts for our new series, EW Executive Insights. Today we're going to be talking with Lincoln Smith, the Chief Strategy Officer for HMI Performance Incentives, talk about a building and incentive strategy program for distributors, manufacturers, and other electrical executives. Uh, Lincoln has over 20 years of experience in, in working with different performance incentives, and I know he's done quite a bit in the electrical market. So Lincoln, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your experiences working with distributors and manufacturers and a little bit about how you position the company. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Jim. This is pretty exciting about being on one of the inaugural uh, executive discussions. So uh, again, much appreciated. Um, I, if for those listeners that aren't familiar with HMI performance incentives or myself, um, I'm Lincoln Smith. Uh, I've been with the organization for over 20 years. Uh, we're based out of Boston and we work nationally and internationally helping design and execute incentive strategies targeting either your sales teams or your customer channels. So uh, today I'm just excited about sharing all the uh, insights and some of our experiences in the greater construction space, but in particular uh, our experience in the electrical uh, distribution and, and manufacturing realm. Oh, great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Lincoln. I, and I guess where I'd like to maybe kind of start is trying to get, get a general sense and some of the types of uh, performance incentive programs that are that have been that are being resonating the most. I guess you could say what type of programs are resonating the most with uh, distributors and manufacturers, maybe a, an idea of what they, they be, had been doing in the past and where you, where you build on that from they build on their experiences, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I think, you know, I'll start off with electrical uh, distributors. Um, you know, what we've found is that um, over the years, we've run many uh, incentive programs targeting their electrical contractors. And, you know, one of the popular uh, structures, of course, is uh, running a program, engaging their uh, contractors to uh, reach certain goals or objectives, mm -hmm. and then maybe being recognized or rewarded with some kind of group incentive travel experience. And of course, one of those terms is, you know, president's clubs is kind of a, a common uh, term that, that we all use out there. And, you know, those programs have been uh, very effective. Um, you know, the benefits of those that many electrical distributors have experienced is the ability to, uh, you know, spend time and recognize and strengthen relationships with uh, key contractors that have uh, produced certain results for them. Um, and when I say results, that could either be, you know, volume or growth or product mix. Um, any of those types of business objectives could be some of the rules in order to be able to kind of obtain this, um, this reward system. And, uh, you know, I see that, you know, most electrical, you know, distributors that are sponsoring those types of programs, mm -hmm. you know, they typically run 12 to 18 months you get a lot of uh, marketing and communications to your audience base. And, um, you know, the sales organization and, and the executive team at the distributorship gets to spend some really quality time with those individuals, creating memories of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. They'll ultimately have, a, you know, hopefully a residual uh, value where they might be continuing to uh, shift mm -hmm. as much of those purchases to that distributors that, that sponsored those types of programs in the past. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that those are uh, certainly something that's been very popular, very effective. And, you know, um, you know, obviously here in, in 2020, 
um, you know, those types of strategies have, uh, you know, been uh, disrupted to say the least. Sure. But um, anyhow, I, I just want to mention that that's probably been one of the more popular types of uh, programs that we see in the electrical yeah. distribution space, sponsoring yeah. those types of programs. Mm -hmm. But there certainly is uh, yeah. other strategies that we've done yeah. um, and, you know, can highlight here, you know, during our conversation yeah. as well. Yeah. How, how do you, it's interesting. How, how do you blend what, what has been successful for them in the past? Um, some of the new things that in this pandemic world and then, and upcoming, you know, the post pandemic world. And also I, I noticed in reviewing some of the information on the uh, HMI's uh, website that you do it is a lot. You really, you do delve it not to get too wonky, but you delve a lot into behavioral psychology and all and the um, performance and how to performance and motivation. How does that, how do you blend all that put together? And I must also say, we we're chatting a little bit before our conversation. Uh, Lincoln is a, a longtime youth soccer coach and there's a lot of performance and motivation. And maybe you can blend even a little soccer coaching strategy into that package to kind of position uh, potential and existing clients for the next next wave, I guess you might say of uh, performance incentives. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, been a rewarding on the personal side is uh, uh, coaching youth uh, youth sports has always been uh, been fun, and it, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out all the tricks to uh, really motivate them. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's a little bit different with adolescents, but nonetheless. Yeah. 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 But um, you know, I, I think yeah. what we find is that um, you know, in you know, working with manufacturers and, and distributors, uh, mm -hmm. uh, designing these types of programs, um, you know, behavioral science. And the psychology behind these, you know, have certainly become more on the forefront and, you know, really understanding, uh, you know, intrinsic or, you know, extrinsic motivators mm -hmm. and making sure that we're kind of uh, touching and um, implementing those types of, you know, behavioral elements into the marketing and communications of our programs and mm -hmm. also really trying to uh, drive, you know, uh, additional reasons for them to shift their uh, brand preference uh, to, you know, again, either that particular brand for the manufacturer or where are they going to be picking up their products and, um, you know, uh, implementing those types of um, behavioral science fundamentals into the marketing and the program design is uh, extremely important today. Mm -hmm. I guess another factor uh, for the electrical business too, you know, if you're looking at, uh, I guess, and primarily maybe on the distributor side, very much manufacturer as well. But if it's a, uh, if you're designing a program for a, uh, if there is for a distributor, um, electrical con distributors, electrical contractor customers, or perhaps their industrial customers, the two largest uh, customer groups, any, any big things that distributors should be aware of, depending on their customer group as they're going forward with a, a performance uh, with a program. Yeah, no, I think that, um, you know, what we find is that, um, you know, it's important to segment your customer base. And we understand that, you know, certain distributors are going to have a higher uh, portfolio in industrial or maybe even in construction or residential uh, markets. So, um, you know, really understanding your product mix and your customer segmentation is super important. Uh, we know that there are certain uh, contractor types that, you um, you know, uh, personal rewards, you know, may not be appropriate mm -hmm. or even be permitted. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, knowing that customer segmentation yeah. and understanding those profiles, it allows you and us to be a good partner to kind of think about, well, what are the specific goals for that audience? And then what would be the right rewards and benefits that would be appropriate for that segment? So, um, you know, on the construction 
side or the contractor construction side, you know, we find it being a little bit more personal, uh, mm -hmm. experiential, mm -hmm. you know, what's in it for me uh, as an individual. Mm -hmm. And we also might see that if you're a large, you know, contractor, mm -hmm. it might also be important to, you know, structure uh, rewards that might be more of a group um, experience where when I say group, uh, instead of it being only for the, the principal contractor, you know, maybe it might include his employees and specifiers and, and so on. So the rewards might be actually be able to be shared mm -hmm. within his organization rather than consumed uh, specifically for him or her. Yeah. You know, I don't want to forget as we're uh, our conversation today, but you, you also uh, offer a range of ideas and programs for the, the company themselves. It might be uh, for employee, employee education, different ways to motivate and reward employees. So that's a big thing that I mean to kind of consider um, as, as well. And I, and I do want to talk about for sure. Um, you know, when you first, uh, what, what should they, what should a company first think when they're first thinking about it? So if they're coming into this cold, so to speak, they haven't done one before. What are some of the uh, questions they should be asking? Any, if they come to, if they're coming in to speak with anyone from your, when they approach from your company, uh, how, what can, how can they come prepared to the meeting? Right. Yeah, no, good. Absolutely, Jim. So I think regardless if they've done a program or have been, you know, uh, have a lot of experience running yeah. promotions or incentives, mm -hmm. or if they're a novice and kind of exploring it for the very first time, um, you know, regardless if it's working with a, a performance incentive company like HMI mm -hmm. performance incentives, or if they're going to try and do it on their own, mm -hmm. um, you know, my advice, I guess, would be for the uh, listeners to uh, really take inventory and, you know, um, take a look at your entire book of business and your contractors. And, um, you know, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but the segmentation of your customers is super important. And segmentation can take place in a lot of different ways, um, you know, but taking a look at your customers, um, either by volume, mm -hmm. by product mix, mm -hmm. by margin, also by frequency, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Basket chair of basket or, uh, you know, basket size, um, you know, also taking a look at today, you know, behaviorally, are they buying, um, you know, through traditional branches, you know, what's their mm -hmm. trend moving into the digital mm -hmm. e-commerce, mm -hmm. but really getting a good snapshot of all of your customers mm -hmm. and being able to segment them into different buckets. Mm -hmm. would be my first piece of advice yeah. before you start to design a program or mm -hmm. try and figure out budgets mm -hmm. or rewards is to really get your arms around your customer base. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, yeah. from that, you, you know, some observations are going to start to pop out at you. And, you know, from that data, you'll be able to kind of, uh, you know, realize that there might be certain behaviors or goals or objectives or customer segments that need uh, very specific communications and goals be set for them. And, um, you know, that's where, you know, we always start there is really looking at the customer profile mm -hmm. and uh, some of those behaviors and where can we structure a program that might help, um, you know, get them to reach certain goals or objectives that you guys have mm -hmm. as an organization. So yeah. I guess that would be number one is just really yeah. getting hands around the data, mm -hmm. uh, identifying which audiences we should be targeting and then what behaviors we want to start to motivate and encourage. Yeah. It, it sounds like, you know, that type of uh, customer analysis of, of their purchasing habits or their strategy, individual strategies, it's kind of a good analysis that would help out in other ways for the company, as well as perhaps developing a performance incentive program, good exercise to go through for sure. 
yeah. on that note, Jim, just I yeah. wanted to point out, it, it, yeah. it, absolutely. And inevitably, every time that I sit down with a, a prospect or a customer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, always having kind of a, a, a third party look at it. Mm -hmm gives different perspective. We just look at things with a different lens. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, you might be a CFO or a CEO mm -hmm. and you say, hey, I understand my data and I know it like mm -hmm. the back of yeah. my hand. Mm -hmm. Of course you do, it's your business. But yeah. uh, sometimes having kind of an outside kind of consultant or perspective uh, looks at it slightly differently and can provide some insights that you may not have seen. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, that's, uh, yeah. that's you know, bringing in a third party yeah. Um, you know, such as us can always, you know, offer some different perspective, which yeah. I think uh, executives always appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Have you found if, if you've ever dealt with a client who comes in and maybe they tried to do something like this on their own? One of the things that I was uh, learn, really learned from getting, you know, talking with your, your team and also uh, looking at your site a bit too, is the amount of tracking that takes place in this type. I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a pretty heavy lift for a company and tracking these programs, the intent, where people are and everything. That's, that's a, that's a big value add that you provide. And or do you find clients, are they been bruised by trying to do it on their own and not realizing how big of a lift that is? Or is that an issue that they're, you know, you know just grateful to, that you provide a service, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of smiling, which your yeah. uh, listeners yeah. can't, uh, yeah. can't see. But nonetheless, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. The, um, you know, to answer that question, uh, yeah. certainly, you know, um, being able to kind of track the performance mm -hmm. and then run the certain KPIs that we're looking for contractors to achieve can be a mm -hmm. big lift for internal organizations. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, both on the manufacturing and on the distribution side, there's digital transformation going on at mm -hmm. hyper speed all yeah. over. Um, you know, we find that there's a lot of legacy systems and capabilities that are Mm -hmm. obviously being updated. So, um, you know, a lot of times them just being able to extract mm -hmm. the right information mm -hmm. and um, present it in a way back to their customer base uh, has, you know, uh, been proven to be difficult in some cases. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times we are uh, providing, you know, some integration mm -hmm. into their ERP systems and or, you know, even in their e-commerce systems where we can run business logic and then mm -hmm. provide updates as it pertains to uh, their status in the rewards program, their mm -hmm. earnings, such as points conceivably, yeah. mm -hmm. or different tiers, uh, growth objectives that we might have. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the data and the communication to the contractor mm -hmm. is extremely important. And, you know, um, some organizations, you know, have been able to do that successfully, but I think that mm -hmm. most uh, in today's day and age have a lot on their plate. Mm -hmm. And uh, we find that they're more than happy to kind of have an expert kind of come in and help market and promote and be another omni-channel, you know, to uh, to go after their contractor base and, and report on that. Yeah. I'm curious how, you know, with the way your programs are designed as you've had to, I'm sure have, to, like every, like all of us have had to pivot at, um, into new ways of doing business, you know, in this, in during the uh, pandemic. And I'm curious in, in this particular area, whether it might be a certain, what in the past may have been very popular service, like perhaps business incentive travel, perhaps, or maybe uh, on a, a very localized on the branch type of thing, it might be, you know, counter business or something where these days maybe there's not as much counter. maybe it's more and more to delivery there's different things happening and how distributors are interfacing with their customers because of the pandemic how has it affected the uh, proposals the solutions that you might provide to your uh, uh, potential customer yeah. yeah definitely i think you know there's always some baseline principles that you know hold true for you know um 
business incentive programs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, certainly in today's day and age, you know, we're, we're finding in the electrical space or even in the construction space in general, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, disruption and attention mm -hmm. going into mm -hmm. uh, redesigning your sales models. And I think both from the manufacturer and the wholesale side, everyone's mm -hmm. kind of looking at their current sales structure mm -hmm. and how that needs to be re-engineered or whether that change management needs to take place mm -hmm. for where this, you know, the future sales uh, team looks like. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other main uh, uh, trend that we're seeing, of course, is digital adoption. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that those two uh, points uh, are paramount in structuring programs in 2021. Mm -hmm. How do I align my sales organization with new goals, new objectives? Mm -hmm. um, and then also how do I engage my customers mm -hmm. knowing that the way that they buy and how I want them to interact with me is also changed. Mm -hmm. So uh, structuring a program that aligns both of those mm -hmm. in 2021 is um, super important. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're seeing a big emphasis on um, you know, those two elements being at least part of the overarching strategy. Sure. So yeah. I don't know if I answered the question or not, but I just yeah. want no, to. No, yeah. Yeah. no, it kind of, and it kind of made me think as you're, it kind of makes me think too about, I mean, ultimately, whether we're pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, middle of it or post, I mean, it is still about all building a distributor, building a brand and building a brand that customers mind for the distributor. Uh, what I also think too, and I, I know you provide some services in uh, education, it might be for a customer, it might be for internally, but that in a way is also building a, it's building a personal brand where someone, if they're doing, uh, providing career development for either uh, for an employee, and how does that interface, has that taken on any new, uh, not stature, but has that become more top of mind? The, the whole idea of online education that I, I know is a part of the uh, your service offering. Yeah, definitely. And that, <laughs> on on that topic, you know, there's a a couple of things I'll kind of address there. I think, yeah. you know, number one, mm -hmm. uh, as it be, as it pertains to offering mm -hmm. other business related benefits. Mm -hmm should be certainly integrated into your incentive strategy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, uh, I think Jim is, uh, as I am, a, if I am a electrical contractor participating in a loyalty or an incentive program, mm -hmm. uh, I have certain goals and objectives that have been uh, communicated to me. Uh, I am going to be motivated because of the other benefits that this program is going to be providing me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to reach those goals and objectives. now. Uh, when we talk about personal rewards and benefits, you know, that are very, um, you know, aspirational, um, really good stuff. But a lot of times now in today's day and age, contractors are looking for more than just the personal experiential awards. And that might be where there is business building services or educational elements yes, yeah. that I've also kind of been able to earn and mm -hmm. have access to because of participating in the rewards program. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've mm -hmm. been um, over the last couple of years, really emphasizing professional development, ongoing mm -hmm. training, certifications, uh, and building those into our incentive program communications, and mm -hmm. then also implementing those benefits as a reward that they maybe have access to yeah. by uh, participating mm -hmm. in them. So yeah. again, that could be online training, uh, mm -hmm. could be certification, it could be business leads, um, you know, um, you know, all of those things, actually other services that the, 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 the distributor is offering, yeah. 
being mm-hmm. able to have access to those services sure uh, to be um, really effective uh, mm-hmm. tools to help build your value proposition to your contractors yeah I always remember meeting with an electrical distributor from uh, Florida, but gosh, it must about 25, 30 years. And he was, he, what he did is he hired a local college business professor that had retired down there recently and had him kind of on staff for his preferred customers to provide it, it, information on bookkeeping or just, he had a marketing background as well, just some very services. And they, those contractors, they had a chance to interview a bunch of them. They just loved it because it was a whole, they, they were wiring wizards in the field. I mean, they could put, put any wire, but when it got back to making money in their business or tracking orders or whatever they needed that help and he was like the god he was like the business godfather that would come into their business and just give them some tips and i always thought that was one of the best evaluated services i ever saw a distributor do and i'm always kind of surprised that they don't do more of that i think it's a great service that they can particularly for i mean some of the large ones obviously these are very large corporations and they have it down but there's so many small companies that are starting out and, they, and i think that's a great service that provide and it sounds like it kind of dovetails with some of your strategies with the uh, the training that a distributor could be providing if it's not personal training for the company but maybe company-wide type it's, it's a great value add that you that you can provide there yeah, no, I love that story. I, I haven't heard yeah. that, that story, but uh, that example, I think that's, yeah. uh, that's great, Jim. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a good one. And, yeah. you know, on that note, uh, yeah. you know, you know, we work quite extensively in this space. I know, wow. um, you know, David Gordon yeah. and even, uh, you know, sure. Ian Miller uh, mm-hmm. have talked about this quite a bit yeah. in the sense that, you know, mm-hmm. wholesalers need to add value all the time and they need mm-hmm. to demonstrate that value. Mm-hmm. And a loyalty and an incentive program gives you a, a, a spotlight mm-hmm. and a megaphone to highlight and promote and demonstrate your value. Mm-hmm. And there are those types of examples, Jim, of mm-hmm. wholesalers that are very progressive, that uh, offer more than just product and inventory and delivery. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I find that most organizations have those types of services, but they just don't do a really good job of inventorying it mm-hmm. and communicating yeah. it yeah. and demonstrating the value of it. Yeah. So that example that you gave of the, the whole city, you know, the distributor in Florida, you know, what a great way of being able to kind of either communicate or have that integrated into your loyalty program, either A, as a benefit or B, mm-hmm. maybe it's available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have your loyalty and promotional strategy mm-hmm. uh, yeah. highlighting that's a differentiator than yeah. with the guy down the street. Yeah. So um, anyhow, those are things that I think yeah. you know executives yeah. have, but are they maximizing the value in the communication of it? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I would you know challenge mm-hmm. you know all the listeners to kind of think through that and figure out how how you can maybe uh, benefit and and uh, position it better. Yeah. Well, I have to say it certainly you know the the package of services that you provide. Uh, a, a client, it, it certainly goes a lot far, further beyond some of the performance incentives I might have thought about in the past. But uh, I, what, as we're kind of, and I, as we've discussed a lot, a lot of these different services you uh, that you do offer and that distributors and manufacturers should keep in mind. Um, if you had a room full or maybe a Zoom conference full of, in these days, of a, a distributors, manufacturers, their clients for about uh, 20 minutes, what is the one you know, wow moment about performance incentive programs you'd like them to remember? Any anything that comes to, comes to mind that you? thinking you just want to make sure that you, you get across in, in our conversation today yeah i like how you pivoted and said zoom you know, uh, <laughs> you know a lot of times i'm at the nad conference and uh working with uh 
individuals there, but uh, you're, yeah. you're right. So um, yeah, it might be a Zoom uh, Zoom experience <laughs> yeah. rather than a, a yeah. conference room. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll break it down into two, uh, yeah. two buckets, yeah. I guess, Jim. <clears throat> One, I'll, I'll, I'll address kind of the manufacturers that we work with. <clears throat> and, you know, when they're uh, approaching designing <clears throat> an incentive program, yeah. uh, I think the aha moment that they should be thinking about uh, <clears throat> is that really kind of understanding who is the point of influence that you want to target and communicate at the highest priority. And I, I kind of pause to just kind of give a little bit of a clarity to that. And, and at the term that we use, point of influence. So as an example, as a manufacturer, you know, should I be going after my manufacturer reps? Should I be going after uh, rep salespeople? Should I be going after distributor owners? Should I be going after distributor sales reps? Or should I be going after the contractors themselves? Mm-hmm. All of those individuals in the ecosystem are certainly important. Mm-hmm. You can't touch and market and promote and give rewards to everyone. Mm-hmm. So the question really becomes for a manufacturer is who do we think that yeah. biggest influencer is going to be in your mm-hmm. channel? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how do we design a program to engage that audience and collect data on them? Mm-hmm. So data is really you know, yeah. the, the, the holy grail mm-hmm. for manufacturers. And a properly designed incentive program will allow you access to that influencer to profile them and then collect data on what they're selling out or what they're purchasing. Yeah. And that becomes extremely valuable to mm-hmm. a manufacturer and a, a properly designed incentive program can certainly help with those types of insights and then help with that mind share for that brand. So yeah. I think data would be mm-hmm. my one word yeah, answer that's... for manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I guess yeah. number two would be then, you know, for our electrical distributors, I think it's all about share of wallet. And, you know, we all know that, you know, contractors have, you know, um, you know, four to eight different wholesalers yeah. in their market that they're mm-hmm. probably purchasing a percentage of their product from. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, for a wholesaler, it's all about how do we design a program to engage that contractor mm-hmm. and reward them for all the value that you're providing them and all the services that they're, uh, they're uh, all the purchases that they're uh, giving to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we help design programs to, mm-hmm. you know, increase that share of wallet spend. Mm-hmm. And um, that could be done in a, a myriad of different ways. But I think that those are... Yeah. The two main words or phrases that I think that either a wholesaler or a distributor yeah. should be thinking about. Yeah, yeah. What well, what last question as we're wrapping things up? Is there any one thing that kind of no? Don't do that moment where that you'd like to share if someone as long as you've provided all kinds of great strategies how to, how to put it together. But you know, is there one thing you just want to leave our listeners with today? Just like the, both on the uh, distributor and manufacturer side that they just the mistake. Please don't make it. You know, please oh, please don't the, please don't go there. Moment. Is there something you could yeah. share with them? Uh, uh, great question. I, I wish there was just one, but there's probably a couple, but I'll, I'll try for the sake of uh, timing on a podcast here, yeah. uh, to try and highlight maybe a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of uh, organizations mm-hmm. under communicate mm-hmm. their program. And so I think that that's one of the biggest pitfalls that I see over the last 20 years is uh, you may have the best designed incentive program, but you may have not uh, funded it properly to uh, engage 
your audience base in a meaningful and an exciting way. So I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of times that things become mm-hmm. under-communicated or not properly mm-hmm. communicated. So I, I would say that that would be one pitfall that I see uh-huh. lots of organizations do. Yeah. And then the second one I will say is, um, you know, vesting your sales organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's such a critical part of, you know, how you interact with your customer channel and making sure that the sales organization has, uh, has some skin in the game uh, they have a responsibility for the success of it, and then including them in some fashion so that they understand how it's a sales tool that's going to help them. And uh, when we see that happen, you know, these program results are, are, are phenomenal. Um, and then I guess the, the third one, just if I can slip a third one in there, is, sure. is, yeah. Yeah. is the uh, uh, not utilizing your supplier or including your suppliers. I think that uh, there's always room for a distributor to uh, build a value proposition to their su- key suppliers mm-hmm. to have MDF funding help mm-hmm. support these types of initiatives. And I know that those trends have uh, been squeezed or those funds have been squeezed mm-hmm. over the last yeah, couple of yes. years. Mm-hmm. But uh, we believe that, you know, very progressive, strategic wholesalers, you know, when you put together a good plan, mm-hmm. um, you know, suppliers are willing to help uh, fund and support these types of initiatives in a meaningful way. So yeah. uh, just not thinking through that strategically is another pitfall. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. I, and that certainly is a big trend I'm hearing with the different on, on the buying groups, on the incentive programs and cope with on the funding as well. So uh, Lincoln, I really appreciate talking with you today. And uh, folks, this is our uh, Lincoln's one of the first people we have on our new series of uh, EW Ex- Executive Insights. And uh, if you want to learn more about performance incentives, I recommend that you go to HMI Performance Incentives. It's HMIAward.com. Uh, you can see Lincoln's contact information up there. And he or one of his team would be glad to chat with you on a program. So thanks for uh, joining us on the uh, our podcast today and uh, have a good rest of the day. Thanks so much, Jim.